welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. Hello, welcome everyone to this beautiful day. We're out in the forest in Sweden, just got done teaching at Ansbakja Tantra Festival, an amazing gathering of beings from all over Europe, really all over the world, who came together to live and love now. And that's really our discussion for today, is how can we learn, how can we actually remember what it feels like to live and love now? To me, when I feel like that question of living in love now, it means I have to do my best to get out of my own way. So if you're listening to this right now or you're watching this right now, what does that mean for you to get out of your own way and to actually live into the, the knowledge, the awareness, the strength of your own heart? And, you know, I find that in this journey of life, the places where I haven't been able to get out of my own way tends to be the places where I'm still struggling. But really, when I can live and let love flow more freely, then I can actually live into the the strength, the awareness, the attunement, the fullness of what it means to be a pretty magnificent being inside of this human vessel. That doesn't mean I'm just trying to always seek the light and I'm seeking out these blissful experiences. I'm actually embodying both sides of the human existence, both the light and the dark, the good and the bad, and really surrendering to all of it along the way so that I can actually stop waiting and living and loving now. Mm. What does that mean for you, darling, to live and love now, gorgeous? Mm. She's so beautiful, isn't she? (laughs) (sighs) Well... I feel like that, yeah, the getting out of your own way, you know, what what does that actually mean? And to me, it means a few things. It means really stopping and asking yourself, who's informing me right now? Is it the chatter of my mind or is it my heart and the flow of energy that's moving inside me, moving around me? So I know that for me, the deeper I go into my meditation practice, the deeper I go into relaxing and feeling into the flow, then the more able I am to get out of my own way and feel what's actually what's actually there to surrender to. So, you know, opportunities come and what I like to do is I like to go, okay, here's an opportunity that's arisen or here's, here's a decision to make. And my mind is quite an opportunist, right, in, in the sense of ambitious and likes to have structure and likes to know what's going to happen. So my mind will be like, yes, we should do this. It's going to make us money. It's going to provide stability. It's part of the organizational structure of your business or, you know, so on and so forth. And I'm like, okay, thanks for your opinion. And then I just breathe in deeper into my being and and then I ask myself, what what's a deeper part informing me? What are the synchronicities around me informing me? And really I can't do that without having a practice of emptying out, without having a practice of 
releasing my emotions regularly without having a practice of, yeah, meditating and noticing that I'm not that chatter of my mind and I am not my the future and I'm not the past. I am here now and what wants to flow here and now is very different to what the mind will say because the mind is often based on the future and the past. So it's it's when I say yes or when I say no to something, what's important for me in really living and loving now and getting out of my own way is to say, what what's the deeper current? What's the deeper current in here showing me? And what's the deeper current out here showing me? If, if I'm getting lots of signs from the universe that I need to flow in a certain direction, then I know I need to say yes. And being here in Sweden, it was an example of that. It's like, you know, Aaron is a great teacher of being in the flow <laughs> and of many things. And when he first said, you know, let's go to Angsbaka, let's teach living tantra in Spain, I was like, my mind was like, no way. <laughs> you know, like leaving my kids for a month and don't have a big following in Europe and festivals, you know, my part of my nature really doesn't like, you know, too many people. And, yeah, my mind had all of these things to say about it. And then when I just breathed in... I'm like, okay, what, what's what's the deeper flow informing me of? And there was a strong yes. And, you know, the synchronicities were such that the venue that we got, someone had cancelled right when we were going to be in Europe and everything was just kind of falling into place. So the older that I get, the more that I come to understand that actually if I try to control things <laughs> and if I try to make the decisions, I am just getting in my own way. And as years go by, I surrender more and more into the flow, but now it's getting to the point where it's not even a question of surrendering to the flow. The flow is actually making making choices for me. And, yeah, I think that from the inception of our relationship, which really didn't make any sense to my <laughs> rational mind, the journey has definitely been for me really learning, really learning how to surrender. Mm. Learning to surrender, mm. living and loving now. Yeah, like a good journey, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, you know, and what comes up for me, it's you know, in my own journey as well as a lot of the things I, you know, and the messages and the things I hear from back from clients and students of ours is just this place where the mind is always trying to figure out the next thing it needs to do to try to stay on like ahead of the evolutionary growth, whatever that might mean. And and it's really what I find in being actually now is being able to dance between this place of where my mind is constantly actually pragmatically reading, analyzing, understanding. I'm here, I'm there, what's happening? I need to know what's alive. I need to have the answers. I need to have the logical reasoning of the next steps I'm going to take. And as much as I've studied and done, my mind is always still doing that. And I had to really accept that part of me. Because if I didn't accept that part of me, I'd always be fi I'd be fighting between my mind and my soul, my mind and my spirit, this part inside that's like in the constant battle. So in knowing that part and knowing that, okay, well, how can I actually give my mind certain 
practices and things that it can do on a day-to-day basis so that I can more congruently and consistently live inside of my heart, which is most deeply connected to my soul, which allows me to actually love really deeply and get out of my own way and not be like in this constant place of, oh, should I do this and should I do that? And anyone who knows me very well knows that one of the most challenging things sometimes is my ability to make decisions. And like, <laughs> I, I, I get to this place, it's like, well, this is good and this is good, but I just don't even care. It's fine, whatever it is. But I know inside that's actually my mind that that's just not fully present and alive. So when I can recognize both sides of the decision and then actually find spaciousness in surrender to allow my heart to decide, that's where I feel this nudge of love beginning to flow. And it's a practice. It's a practice I have to continually do day after day. Cause if not, I get it, I get in my own way and I get, I, I, I'm always trying to like figure things out. So the, the practice more than anything, if you're listening to this and you need a, a tool to apply into your life, pause. Pause is such a powerful way to, drop into the heart, whether the the trigger is alive, whether the emotions are present, whatever is happening for you, when the pause happens, then the reaction isn't there. And and the, the, the waiting part of us that actually has a difficulty making a decision is this part of us that's afraid of making the wrong decision, afraid of making the wrong decision, because if I do this, then I'm going to lose that. If I do that, then I won't have this whatever your decision is that you're going in, the ability to actually pause allows the the awareness of love to become present, allows life to actually become present. And we're no longer in this reactory mode of, of needing to figure things out. We can still use our logic and reason to recognize what decisions are present, but in that, in, in that first level, and then we pause and then it's like, oh, wow, there's so much more spaciousness when I can actually stop a little bit and begin to listen to the birds, listen to the, the, the trees, listen to this flow of life that's always there around me. And in the pausing, really the, the fullness of existence comes alive. The fullness of, of being here, being now comes fully alive to, 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 to come into like the the exuberance of life, I love that word. The exuberance of of being in this human body and not trying to transcend away, not trying to go away and say, oh, "I'm just going to be in this non-dual level of of kind of um, transpersonal relations," but actually living and breathing full in the body means there are challenges. There are you know, blissful moments, there, there are pain, there, all those things are there, but I'm not negating any of that. And I'm actually loving the fullness of life. And usually the part of me that's waiting is the part of me that's not willing to actually accept all of that. So when I can accept the pain is equal to the pleasure, then it gives me the, the capacity to live and love life that much more fully. Yeah, so what what that waiting to make decisions often is based on is we're waiting to make sure that it's okay, waiting to make sure that we'll still have security, waiting to make sure that, you know, we have enough control that if we take that leap or if we move in a certain direction that everyone's going to be okay, that we're going to be okay. 
So, so really when, when we are pausing, when we're feeling deeper, we're trusting the universe, we're trusting universal flow. And I don't know about you, but for me, anytime I've trusted that and really just lived now and not waited for everything to perfectly line up before I make decisions, then I'm really rewarded from the universe and things that were really scary actually ended up creating more more stability, more joy, more flow, and the things that I was afraid of, yeah, I got a bounty in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. And and this this dance that that happens as you were just speaking, I started to see the butterflies dancing right mm-hmm. behind the camera. It's like that to me is is the expression of authentic beauty, of authentic fullness of life when we can pause and and take a step back and say wow like and and I know this well because I'm always usually going and going to the next thing and doing this and doing that it's like just to pause and to take a look around and be like wow like what a beautiful existence that that I'm living that's possible that's here it's it's just such a yeah, a remembrance that, that life doesn't have to be difficult. It actually mm. can be quite joyous. So, mm. um, and for me, more than anything, that, that, that those reminders come from stepping into nature and seeing the way in which dan- nature dances mm. its beautiful, majestic eyes before me. Mm. Yeah, mm. so stop waiting for the next trip. Stop waiting for the next opportunity. Stop waiting for the bank balance to be perfect. Stop waiting to make sure that everyone's going to be happy. Stop waiting to make sure that, you know, nothing bad's going to happen if you move into a certain direction. Stop waiting for the guarantees and trust in the flow of life to really be the master, to be the driver of this vehicle of the human experience instead of this chattering mind that is often living in the past or the future. And living here and now ah. is about breathing. It's about moving. It's about flowing. It's about it's about feeling. And to be able to do that, you do need a practice. You need a practice of every day coming into deep spaces of meditation in whatever whatever that looks like for you. It could be dance, it could be expressing and releasing, it could be sitting in stillness, but something which trains you to watch the mind instead of for believing everything that it says. So the less that you believe the mind, the less that you'll get in your own way and the more that you'll open to the possibilities that are before you that are not based on fear, that are not based on the future or the past, but are based on the here and now and the life force that's vibrating through you and everything around you that's always showing you, always showing you. Mm. Yeah, and, and the, the piece that I want to kind of as well deliver home with that is sometimes when people come into the spiritual journey, they're like, I don't need my mind anymore and I'm just trusting and flowing to the universe. And absolutely, that's a big piece of that. But know that we we have this mind as a resource to to recognize the the equanimity, the balance of the world around us. So utilize the mind as that resource, and in doing so, it can then give you more spaciousness to actually trust the flow of life, to actually trust the 
the gift that your soul has come here into this into this life to bring. So if you if you're not listening to the, those voices of the soul and you're waiting for the next moment, you're like, I know what I'm here to do, but I'm just waiting for the next big paycheck. I'm waiting for that next moment to happen. Like find a way today as you listen to this, you know, when, whenever you pause or end this recording or stop listening, close your eyes and drop inside and ask yourself what simple very simple decision or task can I do today that can put me more in alignment with the the, the mission, the mm. vision, the knowingness of my soul. And whatever that is, that might be, you know, sending a message to someone that you feel like you've been meaning to for a while. That might be putting your website finally up online. That might be, you know, reaching out to your mother or father or brother or sister, whatever it is, drop inside and get out of the mind chatter and really drop into the heart and see what have I been waiting on that I haven't been taking action on? And when you can feel that part of you, you know what it is. As soon as I said that, you're like, oh yeah, that piece that I've been waiting on. You know exactly what it is. So don't deny that. Listen to those chords, those, the, the, the pulls of the soul that are connected to the heart. And then begin to follow. It's like a little trail of breadcrumbs sometimes. And as you go follow down one, it opens up more. Then the breadcrumbs become a muffin, become a big loaf of bread. <laughs> and it's like all of a sudden you're having a feast of the soul. Mm -hmm. So if you want that feast of the soul, that aliveness of life, that fullness, stop waiting and actually remember the gift of who you are and what you brought here into this human incarnation to bring, to live, to love, to life, to, to, re, to, to be in the fullness of your existence. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not doing that, then you're not doing a service to anyone else around you. It's like the more that you can live in the congruency of your soul, then you give everyone else around you to do the same. And if you're having challenges along this way, there's an infinite amount of free resources on our website. Um, you know, there's retreats, there's workshops, there's places where you can come to start to to shed away some of the layers and the things that have been getting in the way from really activating your soul wisdom into this earth. And more than anything, that's what we're here to, to support you with. So if this mm. speaks to you, if you have yeah. questions, then, then you know, come, come find us. Come explore. And my beautiful beloved has some more to share as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the other thing I wanted to suggest is another really good practice is notice the synchronicities. If something is continually not working then maybe that's telling you something. If you're getting the same feedback, maybe that's telling you something. If, if you're hearing something from several different sources and it's like just say you hear about a retreat in California from one person and then you get a letter in the mail about it the next day and then a week later a friend tells you about it, then that's probably a sign that you're meant to go there. It just reminded me a client was talking to me about that this morning. And another really, a really potent practice is to, when, whenever you're feeling a pref strong preference for something and you don't get what you want, see what happens when you surrender what you wanted and you just go, okay, even though what I wanted didn't happen, can I surrender to this instead of being stuck in that? Because a lot of the, a lot of times people aren't living in the here and now not only because they're desiring something in the future and they're stuck on that, but they desired something in the past, like, you know, an hour ago or yesterday or last week that didn't happen and they're hanging on to that. So if we can let go of our preference being so attached to our preferences and just go, okay, even though I didn't get what I want or even though I may not get what I want, can I surrender anyway 
to what life's showing me. So mm. that, there's another couple of practices for you. Yeah, and, and there's a, a question coming in from um, someone listening and, and basically saying about, I bring myself all the time and it's stressful. So the, the piece with stress, it's like if you're living a job, if you're doing something that is you know outside your comfort or you're feeling like it's drawing more stress in your life than advantages and and then there's something underneath that that isn't being felt or said or shared meaning that if we're bringing our fullness but we're feeling like we're stressed underneath it then what i would reflect in that is to stop and pause and actually look at what decisions am I making? Often the decisions we're making is as part of us that's doing something, afraid of losing love or afraid of, you know, losing a part of us. So to to live in love fully, we can do that quite congruently, but we have to let go of the attachment or the agenda that what we're doing is going to please somebody else. It might very well be quite supportive for others, but if what we're doing is creating more stress, then then what we're the, the, the waiting isn't necessarily working. It has to drop into the heart and drop into our being to say what's underneath all of that. Clear those pieces out so that you the place in which you're living from is authentic and true and it's not doing you're not making actions trying to make somebody happy you're doing actions in the authenticity of your soul and in doing that it might make someone happy it might make someone upset but you know when you're in that congruency and you can live it and love it fully also the thing with stress is it's stress is a arises from the mind's judgment of an emotion that you're experiencing so if you're bringing yourself to everything and you are living in flow, sometimes that can bring up unease. Sometimes, yeah, if you're not pleasing people, you may feel sad or even outside of that, there may be some uncomfortability. If you accept the uncomfortability that may arise when you take that leap off the proverbial cliff and start to trust something greater than your mind, greater than your personality, then, yeah, sometimes it's it's – fucking crazy I, I I made a few decisions from my soul um you know consecutively for about a month and then I was just like completely overwhelmed by it all and I was I was feeling a lot of fear coming up I was feeling a lot of doubt coming up and with that came some sadness and frustration so what ended up shifting that was was just to go, okay, instead of stressing about this and instead of stressing have I done the right thing or stressing about the emotions that were coming up, just really surrendering into that. So following your soul like anything, it doesn't mean that everything is peach and roses and that you're going to feel fantastic in it. it, it when you, as The more you get out of your comfort zone and start to trust something greater than yourself, you, you start to have growing pains. And yeah, be with those growing pains would be my suggestion. And then the stress won't arise because you won't have any judgment on those growing pains. There'll be a full acceptance of them and surrender into them. Mm. So thank you for taking time out of your day today and spending some time with us. Uh, we're going to enjoy a bit more Sweden, <laughs> go for a little uh, walk into the woods, and then we'll be heading down to Spain this upcoming weekend and, um, yeah, the following week running our Living Tantra retreat. I uh, have a, many participants coming in from all over the world. There is still, I think, a handful of spots still open. So if you're wanting to dive into that Living Tantra journey, send us a message and we'd love to love to see you there. 
Yeah. Otherwise, check out our website. There's lots of resources and go with the flow and trust yourself. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Elia Tantra School or visit elia.com.au. See you next time.